This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to the interview series. Welcome to the Retail Insider Podcast. I'm your host today, Craig Patterson, and we're joined here with Arthur Goudreau, founder and editor-in-chief and publisher of Halifax Retails, which is marking 10 years in operations. So welcome, Arthur. Hi, nice to be here, Craig. Thank you for being here. Uh, Tell me a little bit about Halifax Retails. uh, First of all, as a publication, Uh, just tell me a little bit about what it's uh, what it's about. And then uh, we'll talk about how it got started right after that. Sure. In in the simplest terms, it keeps track of what's opening and closing in the restaurant and retail sector of brick and mortar in uh, the Halifax Regional Municipality. That's the basic gist of what it is. And I'm a uh, I publish weekly on my blog, I have a newsletter, and then of course I'm constantly on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook. And you also, um, now, are you still doing something with, was it, Oh, the, which publication was it in? Oh, I, I also read a weekly article for the Chronicle Herald. Yes, yes, I wasn't sure because there was a bit of a break, but that was, that's still happening. Yeah, that's still happening, yeah. Terrific, terrific. No, that's great because... Uh, and it's great that you've covered the local market. We certainly learned from you as well. Uh, we would see as complimentary and not competitive because Retail Insider is very much, I don't want to say only about big brands, but certainly our focus has been a lot yeah. on Toronto and a lot. Oh, of- no. What we, how, how we go about things is completely different. I mean, you tend to talk more about the, the, the uh, leasing impact and the huge expansion impact and things like that, where I tend to talk about mom and pop yeah. and, and how it fits into a community and things like that. Exactly. And you have a really great community focus. And you've, do you know how big your following is now? I hadn't gone in and checked, but it's massive. It's, if, I, if I had the three social medias together, um, it's a little around 130,000, mm-hmm. uh, which, is, which is pretty hyper-focused for a town of 400,000. Yeah. Anyway, and, yeah. uh, and then uh, the, uh, the uh, newsletter has around 3,000 subscribers. And I get around fifteen to 20,000 hits on the blog every week. Excellent, excellent. And this is just for basically the Halifax market, like the greater area around Halifax, which is not big. Yeah. For the most part, I only talk, I only talk about the Halifax market, yeah. exactly. Uh, I mean, we have a couple little things that add to that, though. Supposedly, we have the highest percentage of independently owned restaurants uh, in ah. North America, like for a city, like per capita mm-hmm. sort of thing. So uh, that's uh, that's one thing that goes in our favor. Uh, Heligonians, as a rule, are very mm-hmm. local focused. Like we've had big brands just completely fail here. So, you know, <laughs> it's it's uh, one of those weird things. That is so interesting. But that's it's kind of refreshing, though, too, that the community is support, supporting local businesses. Because certainly you go to parts of, say, Western Canada, like Alberta, it's a lot of just big box retail. Um, you know, there's certainly independent retailers and restaurants, but uh, uh, in Halifax, you know, my brother and wife live there as well. And, and very much, you know, as you've pointed out, it's it's a lot of independent businesses there and, and people are supporting them and that there's this community spirit, at least from what I can tell from afar. Yeah, and, and it is, and it very much is. And even uh, something you would see in Toronto, like uh, where something would have 30 locations, um, there's only a few of those sort of businesses here. For the most part, it's like the most they'll have is two or three. You know what I mean? It's there's a few exceptions, but like it's rare that people grow big or even grow to the region. Like they kind of stay homegrown. Oh, absolutely. Now Halifax Retails is marking ten years. Congratulations. This is 
Very, very good news. Yeah. Now, the publication did get started in quite a unique way. Uh, tell us a little bit about the, how Halifax Retails got started. Uh, in, I think it would have been January uh, of 2012. Yep, exactly. So it came from a mental health break. So in uh, 2011, I had a serious mental health break. I uh, didn't even realize I was had depression and things like that until all of a sudden it all boiled over. I used to be a guy who took all his emotions, pushed them down. They don't exist. I, they don't react to me. And then I just couldn't do it anymore. So I was on the brink of making a terrible decision, and I didn't. Uh, but one of the things that came out of that is I decided I wanted to engage with my community more, and I wanted to do something positive. So that is basically where Halifax Retails came from. So if I go back as far as the late 80s, I was working for a Sobeys at Penhorn Mall. Penhorn Mall doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, but um, my friends and I there, we it was going through a transition, and we'd compete to figure out which store was going to uh, open next. That's basically where it came from when we were teenagers. And then uh, as we grew up, they were still friends, and that would be our small talk. It wasn't local sports team. It wasn't weather. It's like, do you see this is opening there? This. So, so it's been in my life the whole time. So I knew about it. And it's something I always kept track of anyway. And then I was like, oh, I'll just reach out and see what people think of this. So I just put out a tweet and the rest went from there. I was, I was hoping for about 500 followers someday. Yeah, that's, that was an underestimation. <laughs> so that's amazing. And, and, and it's such a unique hobby because I've certainly done that in the past too. And, and it's just, you know, what's happening in your community. I'm working with the University of Alberta and the new Center for Schools and Cities, and we talk a lot about how, well, retail and, and commercial really integrates into our communities because uh, we are a consumer society and, and we're all consuming things. So this becomes part of our lives. And, and really with Halifax Retails, you're talking about things that are impacting people's lives, whether or not they're going to eat there or shop there. Yeah, very much. And and one of my underlying philosophies, like of what I do, is it's not really necessarily about retail. It's about getting people out on the street, walking around. So I only talk about brick and mortar. I don't talk about online businesses. I don't talk about ghost kitchens. You know, I don't really. It's it's all about the physical thing. So you may, I may tell you that this new shop opened on one corner, and you haven't gone that neighborhood in forever. But then you discover something else that opened five years ago because you just never were there. So the whole idea is to get people on the street, get them into the communities uh, and things like that. I mean, I prefer mom and pop sort of things, but I also report on everything that's happening, whether it's a big box or, or whatever, because people are interested in that as well. And I've joked, uh, like one of my big things was Ikea, like when Ikea finally came back. And, um, but I gained probably about 10,000 followers over Ikea. But that's 10,000 more people that now know about the mom and pop the next time. That's where the big guys come in. I use their, I use their uh, brand to help little ones. I love it. I love it. The brand recognition brings the followers and then yeah. you get to educate them on the, on the independence. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's sort of how it all goes. Oh, that's terrific. Now, how has the publication progressed over the last decade? Because obviously it was small. You got into eventually... Uh, a newsletter and a website. Tell me a little bit about that progression. So it started off as uh, tweets. It was just tweets. Hmm. Um, then I started doing random blog posts about neighborhoods and other random things, but there was no consistent to it. Uh, I was just sort of, I had some robot automatically taking my tweets and putting them on Twitter, on uh, Facebook, but 
I was hardly getting any engagement that way. It just wasn't going. So what I started doing probably about two and a half, three years in is I changed the format of how I did things. So I would tweet something one way, but maybe put it on Facebook a slightly different way. Then because I was putting everything on Facebook specifically, um, I started taking those every week and turning them into a digest and making a weekly blog post. And then from there, from the blog post, you know, people are like, could I have this email to me? And I just set up a newsletter. So, you know, what, the blog post and the newsletter are relatively the same. There's some slight changes from, from week to week, but a lot of times it's the same exact content. Um, so that's sort of how it is. And then at one point in time, I, I just started doing Instagram. Instagram was hard for me at first because a lot of what I was doing was words. Um, and sometimes I didn't have a picture to go with the words, if that makes it, because, you know, it's something coming. There's no pitch, like it's just a concept. Of, so I didn't have a picture. And then I started uh, doing a little bit. And then I started uh, doing the uh, uh, just text bulletins, like on a background. And people seem to have responded to that. Um, so, yeah, like, and it's a bit of trial and error. So, but basically I treat the three social media platforms completely different. Yeah, and it's been successful because there are, I think, yeah. thousands of followers on each one of those. Yeah, they're all they're all in the thirty thousand ish range. Amazing! Um, you're actually higher yeah. than Retail Insider, and we're a national publication. <laughs> <laughs> and and I only have, and I'm only talking about Halifax and surrounding area. It's yeah, phenomenal. So. You know that really speaks to localization. I mean, I don't know. Insider needs to figure out what it's doing, but in that respect, that's. But um, now, was there anything over the years? You must have connected with a lot of interesting business people, whatnot, uh, and and consumers. Were there any you know really memorable things that you can just think of that you're like, wow, I can't believe I got to experience that because of Halifax Retails. I've had these moments with Retail Insider, so that's why I'm asking. No, I ha I have. I mean, the the whole. Uh, one of, one of the things I did that amazed me is I'm the one who figured out that future shop was closing like before really? the national media, right? Because we had the time zone advantage. So all of a sudden people were messaging me and they're like, future shops, not open this morning, future shops, not open this morning. And I'm like, weird. And like all three of our future shops weren't open. And then I just like, I just inquired, uh, called St. John's Newfoundland and theirs wasn't open. And then I called Moncton and theirs wasn't open. I'm like, Wait a second. So before the stores even didn't open in your time zone, I had figured out that, oh, something, something's big going on in Future Shop right now. So wow. that, that one is pretty uh, amazing. Uh, figuring out Ikea was coming back was another amazing one because, you know, people have been asking me. That, that was a common question. Are we ever going to get an Ikea? Are we ever going to get an Ikea? And then finally I got enough clues that, yeah, we're getting an Ikea. And um, that that was neat. Uh, it was neat to go to the whole press conference thing for that and everything when they announced it because they were over the top. You know, they went to boat house and had like Scandinavian orders and stuff, you know. Um, and then I've met a lot of like just great people, like just small business owners. Um, I have a soft spot for uh, business owners that are in it for all the wrong reasons. You know, they're in it because they love it, not because they're in it for profit. <laughs> and I have a lot of respect for that. Like that, you know, uh, one, one, one uh, Halifax institution is Salvatore's Pizza. And I know talking to their owner, um, like he doesn't, he won't put more than three toppings on a pizza. So when he wants a, if he wants a pizza with more than three toppings, he'll go to another pizza shop. He won't even break the rule for himself. So, ah. you know, you get those little, 
those, I mean, they're different types of pizza. Uh, like Salvatore's is pretty special. Like even in the concept, like it's, it's a neat pizza, but uh, still it's just the whole, you get, you get those little nuances from owners and stuff. And, and, and then of course I get to hear a lot of the back talk when they're talking about what's happening behind the scenes and like I've become friends with some of them and whatnot. So it's, it's interesting to see what they're doing and what they're hearing, and what they're seeing. Yeah. And you've got, and I can, a- and I can ask some candid questions. Yeah. How, how do you, do you get answers? Like, do you find you get pushback or are people pretty open when you're asking questions about what might be coming to a certain place? The smaller they are, the more they're willing to tell me. Yeah. The bigger they are, the more they will deny and lie. <laughs> like for example, like when fact, when uh, forever 21 came to uh, Halifax, I figured mm-hmm. it out 18 months before. And uh, I asked them uh, four months before it opened when I knew for sure it was a forever 21. And they still said, no, we're looking at the market and we'll see. Like it was already being built and they were still denying <laughs> that it was a store. So, you know, th- that's one example of, of like the bigger the corporation, the more they'll, they'll talk around in circles. Yeah. Um, but I, I find it's a scale thing. Um, I also like sometimes will sit on things forever. Like I'll talk to someone and I'm like, if you're not comfortable with this coming out yet, that's fine. Like, and I'll just sit on it like for months. So, you know, there's that sort of thing too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's showing respect. And again, but the smaller guys tend to, yeah. Some, and sometimes they'll tell me what their actions are up to. They're like, don't say anything yet. But if you don't, it's almost like they're taking pity on me. So I don't have to investigate. Ah, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, also shouting it from the rooftops. I mean, some of these smaller entrepreneurs are going to be celebrating their activities, whether or not it's a new location or some sort of expansion or new product. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I, I don't want to blindside things. The other thing I've had to be careful of is really small businesses is being careful how I announce them or how much enthusiasm I put in it mm-hmm. because I've broken, I've broken some places in the sense that they get overwhelmed it's not what they were preparing for. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I don't like doing that to them. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, it was their first day they might have been planning for 20 customers and all of a sudden they end up with 200. And they just weren't prepared for that. Do you know what I mean? So I yeah. sometimes have to be careful. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but <laughs> it, it is. like. But I get it because they only get one chance to make a first impression. And the last right. thing you want to do is run out of food or something like that, right? Exactly. And I, but I tend to spin the narrative that, you know, if someone runs out of something, that's a good sign. They're doing well. They're just not, you know, not everyone can afford to have a ton of stuff in case there's waste. You know, yeah. it's those sort of things. Yeah. I try and humanize I love things it as much it. as possible. Yeah. Oh, that, that makes, that makes perfect sense. And, and you've had a chance to even poke around some floor plans. I remember you were talking, uh, uh, you were looking around the Halifax Shopping Center. There was a Simon, La Maison Simon's store on a floor plan where yeah. I think, was it Sears had been there before? Yeah, where there, where there used to be a Sears. And then mm. uh, and then eventually um, it uh, Simon's was told to stop uh, expanding. And <laughs> that fell out as a project. So, And that, that space still isn't redeveloped, but it does look like uh, a Winners is going in one floor. Because mm. okay. it, it was... It was a bit, that Sears had like a 99 year lease and it was like three, it's three levels. I think each level was around 50 to 60,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty big space. Yeah. 
Yeah. That could support multiple times. If winners is going in, then I've, interesting. And I hear a rumor I hear a rumor too Toys R Us has gone underneath, but I haven't been able to confirm that. Uh, and then the uh, and then the upstairs will be split into a couple. The third floor will be split into a couple units. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I mean, Toys R Us is obviously doing an expansion. That's Doug Putman's uh, company, uh, Putman Investments, I think yeah. it is. Uh, uh, yeah. Unless there's a subsidiary companies. But uh, no, that'd be exciting. What other, any other, uh, well, any bigger brand gossip? Because obviously, you know, smaller brands, I mean, national listeners to this podcast may not know what they are, but are you aware of any, say, big retailers coming into the market? You know, a whole ran through, they're not coming, but. <laughs> no, we, we, we don't have the capacity to support that. That's the thing. Our population uh, combined with uh, gross income sort of thing just takes out a lot of the high-end retailers uh, because um, people don't go uh, places. I know I know someone uh, locally owned chain and someone was saying uh, it's interesting how he chooses his store. So um, in one of the suburbs of Nova Scotia, uh, Bedford, he has a store there and the mall it's in is dead. It's like basically being converted into offices and something. But he says that store still does well because people from the more rural areas will come into there and they're going to the big city to go to the store. But the people who actually live in that community shop at the stores more in the center of town. So he said the people who actually live by that store don't shop at that store. It's the people from out of town. And he said oh. the people who live by that store will go further into the big city to shop at one of his stores there from the market research he's done. Yeah. Like, it's just like, so we're like that sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. so when it goes to the high end things, we're more likely to take off to uh, Boston or Montreal to shop for high end things than we are to stay here. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's weird. Like Halifax is the, I, I've joked many times that its biggest advantage is it's so far away from everything else and its biggest disadvantage is it's so far from anywhere else. Yeah. Well, I could see that advantage. I mean, that's probably why there is a lot of local retail and, and the smaller market and income means that you're not going to be getting a lot of the super big players to come in and take market share basically from the smaller uh, businesses. Yeah, and it also gets some of the distribution, right? So, mm-hmm. um, like, for, for us to go to a bigger city, it's Portland, Maine, or Quebec City. And both are around 9 or 10-hour drive away. Wow. So, so there's a lot of nothing in between. You know, I mean, sorry, New Brunswick. Anyway, but, the, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, New Brunswick has three big cities, but they're all around 100 and, 150,000 like they're not it's that's that's their their thing but it's it's just so even the distribution of things tends to be so you'll often see if a store opens here it also opens in Moncton you know what I mean they'll because then all of a sudden it becomes more advantageous for them to have you know a supply chain go in this direction yeah Makes sense. It's, uh, the, the, a, a friend of mine, the joke she makes is uh, Halifax. It's big enough for a symphony, but way too small for an affair. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a great community, though, for sure. And uh, um, is there anything yeah. you can share with us about where things might go in the future with Halifax retails? Any any plans, or is it just kind of status quo? Uh, tell tell us if you've got anything. It's kind of status quo. Like I I, I said I said this last week that. Uh, 
had I told myself for the next 10 years, you're going to pretty much be doing this every day for the, I would have been like, I'm not doing that. That's, that's, that's too much. That's too much of a commitment. But then there it is 10 years later. And I have almost exactly done that. So, I mean, there are things I'd like to get into. Um, I've never been really big on video. I've been more on letting people form their own stories. I, I try not to influence. Um, like I'll say something is, and I, I will occasionally say things that I like but I tend not to say things I don't like. Mm-hmm. Right. I won't, I won't cause, I, I try not to do damage unless they do something really, really dumb anyway. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's, uh, I try not, I try to be more careful of that. And again, the smaller they are, the, the how I try and form the messages are different. Like uh, I'm going to circle back to memorable moments. Like I have this thing where I, I, I say I'll quit Halifax retails if Olive Garden ever comes here. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm just, I just fight Olive Garden. But there, there's this one woman who just like, she completely lost her thing one day. She was just like, she went like on multiple platforms. She was attacking me. She was attacking me in my private messaging. Like, like I had stabbed her brother or something. And it's all because I made fun of Olive Garden. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> she wasn't, she wasn't with the company in any way. No, no, no. Cause with, there's no Olive Garden's down here. <laughs> anyway, but it's oh. just like. <laughs> the other hilarious one is people always ask when red lobsters come and I'm like, if you look carefully, red lobster is nowhere where lobsters actually are. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like they're not in Maine. They're not, they're, they're not in Massachusetts. They're not, they're not here because, you know, we're used to a different quality of lobster. <laughs> so. Which is probably better. I mean, yeah. I, well, maybe I shouldn't be bashing any restaurants, but yeah, <laughs> you've got the real stuff. You've got the fresh stuff anyways. Exactly. I mean, you could still go down to a wharf and buy a garbage bag full of lobster, which is an actual measurement. Anyway. <laughs> so Really? Yeah. Like there's a few places you can go down on the dock and they'll sell you it by the garbage bag. And it's, you know. like Oh, you know. wow. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's a whole different breed. So yeah, no. I'm starting to see why some people from Toronto are moving to Halifax. Actually, have you have you seen that at all? Um, there's yeah, I've seen in the news they say, oh, people from the bigger cities in Canada, including Toronto, are moving to Nova oh, yeah. Scotia. Have you encountered anything just recently in the last since the pandemic started? Uh, I get a lot of messages from people. I'm new here. I just came from Ontario. I get a lot of that. Um, oh. And then of course, you know, our housing market just completely went bonkers. Like mm. like it's almost. The average home price has almost doubled since the pandemic started. It's probably happening that people from Toronto are coming. <laughs> Maybe I was gonna say I wasn't gonna say Vancouver. Well, it is. It is, and they're and they're buying houses sight unseen and things wow. like that. So like, like there's bidding wars on most houses and stuff like that. Like it's it's wild. So that's the other impact we're seeing. Until until it all settles out, that's when we'll really find out what what mm-hmm. the impact is. But in a way, it'll. Uh, I think it'll improve things. I think we'll start. They tend to be buying stuff on the outside of the city and not in okay. the city. Like, cause you can get, like, if you sell your, your little house in Toronto, you can get a, a big house with a big piece of land by the ocean yeah. in Nova Scotia. So, you know, the, the, uh, a lot of, a lot of that is happening. And, but you're seeing little things like I'm seeing more little coffee shops opening on the outside. Like, and independence and like even from our tracking we're still opening more places than we're closing Mm. even though the pandemic's going on like i was recently in toronto and shocked uh like on some of the some of the high streets about like blocks almost completely empty and we're not seeing that same thing yet 
um, most of the damage we're taking is uh, we're seeing like uh, large retailers pull out their locations and things like that. Yeah. 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 Which is something that's going to happen across the country. They're a larger retailer and they're pulling out. Yeah. And they're going to pull from us because, you know, it's just the, the sales per square foot just aren't the same as they would be in Toronto. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to uh, mention about Halifax retails today? No, no, just that uh, I enjoy doing it. And if uh, anyone wants to reach out or anything like that, they can. I, I answer questions when they come in um, sort of thing. I do it once a month on uh, Instagram. I do an AMA and uh, that is, that's just amusing because so, so much information comes in and out on that one and people curious about things and they're like, have you ever, you know, even something like, do you think we'll ever see a Chipotle? And I'm like, I'm really surprised we haven't. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's probably coming. It's probably, but I would have thought it would have been here by now. You know, sometimes there is chains that people will say, and then, are they going to be here? Or they'll talk about, are we ever getting 7 Eleven? And you tell them, we had 7 Eleven and it failed. It was, oh, my goodness. Yeah. It was the late 80s, but we had three 7 Elevens and they lasted about four years and then they pulled out. So, wow. And again, that's because of localization and things like that. People will go, and uh, whatever. And we all love when a brand opens. We'll all go and poke the tires and see what's going on and see what it's all about. And then we'll be like, now I'm just going back to my local place. You know that? Yeah. Or, 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 and large brands even have a harder time now because we'll either go local or we'll go online. Right. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, the capacity is just there. I mean, even we, we only have a bay, like one bay. And it is the bay they have forgotten. The signage still says the bay. It's the only store in the it's chain. It's the old signage. Yeah, it's the only store in the chain that's not Hudson Bay now. Like, it's the bay still. And, like, you go in and it looks like a bad Zellers. Like, <laughs> like it's not taken care of. Like, you know how they like to put the brands along the wall and everything? There'll be, like, letters mm-hmm. dropping up. Like, the store is in terrible shape. Like, it absolutely looks like the store store that it was forgotten. Like it, it feels oh, like no. a clearance center, but it's still supposed to be a full bay. So the only thing I, I, yeah. So it has all the signs of why is it still open? But yeah, and that yeah. is certainly not the only Hudson's Bay store that is in that condition. At least from the letters calling. Oh, I don't even, I don't even want to bash Hudson's Bay, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, that's and the fact that that's the only store in the market and it is like that. That's not. Yeah, of course. I mean, we we've got. That's We've got Walmarts, uh, but it's just that's the only, you know, traditional department store, period. And and it's in terrible shape. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> it's kind of wild. Well, I was going to say, Hudson's Bay, if you're listening, uh, you got to fix up your Halifax store and a few others, too. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, but but it's our market is doesn't necessarily always behave the way other markets do, is the simple thing I'd like to say, yeah. And, and that's why I have all, I, it works. It's just, and I try and keep, and like I try, it's keeping the Halifax Regional Municipality, which is a big piece of land. I mean, it's almost as big as PEI. So, I mean, there's a lot of little, there's a lot of little towns and whatnot. Uh, but I tried to at one point expanding to all of Nova Scotia, but I felt I couldn't stay on top of it as much because, you know, like Sydney's four hours away. So it's not like I'm just in Sydney all of a sudden. You know, or I could just hop it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. And, but yeah, we, we behave differently and it, it would be different. I've, people have asked me, like, is there such and such in another city? I'm like, no. I said, you can always try one if you want. And, uh, but say in Toronto, you'd have to break it down. You'd have to have like Queen, 
Queen Street West retails and Parkdale retails and Bloor, you know, just because of the capacity and how much is going on in each of those. You couldn't just have GTA retails or you'd end up, you know, like on your level of where you only talk about big, tend to talk about big brands and the leasing and stuff like that, because, you know, it's hard to get reach those mom and pops or because the audience you'll curate doesn't necessarily, you know, care about that, that Momo shop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That would be a huge endeavor. I'm just thinking about it for Toronto. It would be, I wouldn't want to take it on and I have retail insider, but you know, we, we focus in certain areas. If we were to be as comprehensive as Halifax retails in the Toronto market, I don't think we could do it because no. there's so much happening. <laughs> I don't. I, that's the thing, and I don't either. That's the whole thing. And there's, it would just be so hard to keep track. You'd have to portion it out into different neighborhoods and whatnot. It's yeah, it's wild. Like so, and even though Halifax is a big chunk of land, four hundred thousand people, it's manageable. And that that's the other thing. I also this is a hobby. I work full time, so you know this 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 is still a hobby for me. So. Oh, well, it's a great one. Thank you so much for bringing uh, information and joy to the Halifax market and uh, to those who read it from beyond. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to add, that's the one other weird thing. Um, I, I do have a lot of, not a lot, but quite a few people that don't live in Halifax and they use it as a way to connect to Halifax. They feel oh. like that, 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 like it's to keep them from getting homesick. They, they like, like knowing that when they do come home, they'll know what's going on and they're not going to be displaced. Yeah. That's, that's also been a, a, a side effect I did not expect, but it's nice to know that people are, I don't mind. People use it all the ways they want. You know, it's, I just put out the information. You use it how you like. Well, yeah. thank you so much. We'll wrap it up here. This has yeah. been um, Arthur Gaudreau. He's the founder, editor-in-chief, and publisher of Halifax Retails, which reports on retail and food service businesses and other uh, businesses uh, moving into the greater Halifax market. Thank you so much for joining us, Arthur. Absolute pleasure, Craig. Great to see you. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening today. I'm Craig Patterson, founder and co-editor-in-chief of Retail Insider, which is also uh, marking 10 years. We'll be uh, celebrating that a little bit more in April of this year. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Take care and bye for now. <laughs>